welcome to the One Haas Podcast Undergrad Series. I'm your host, Ellen, and today we're joined by our co-host, Sean Lee, and our guest, Ify. Ify is a product manager at Instagram. She officially started her career at Deloitte and then transitioned to Facebook for the RPM program. Ify, how are you today? I'm good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, talk about where you're from and why you pursued a business degree at Haas. Yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. I grew up in Fremont, pretty local. When I got to Berkeley, I actually wasn't intending on pursuing a business degree. Like many people, I had no idea what I wanted to focus on and what I wanted to do. And I think a business degree is really great for that. It is just a very multifaceted degree that kind of covers a broad range of interests. I knew really broadly that I wanted to build things and just had a very entrepreneurial spirit. But other than that, wasn't sure like what industry I wanted to go into, what jobs I wanted to pursue. And so it felt broadly aligned with my interests. How'd you learn about the uh, Haas undergrad program? I heard about it when I was in high school. It was one of the best business programs in the area, in California and across the country. I didn't actually know anyone who had went through the program, but upon coming to Berkeley, it's one of the first things that you learn of. I was part of quite a few business or pre-business organizations early on freshman year that introduced me to Haas and the whole process of applying. Got really interested from there on out. And how did you come to the decision to go into consulting? I didn't know initially that I wanted to do consulting. So to be really honest, I wanted to go into tech. I really wanted to focus on building things. This was a hard career to break into without a tech background or any sort of a CS degree. Mm -hmm. So I thought that consulting was a good option because it offered me a really high learning trajectory. Got to work on a broad range of projects and learn about different industries and roles and just seemed like a great job with a lot of exit opportunities for someone that wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Thanks for sharing that. That makes a lot of sense. And we see that through your career switches along the way the past few years that you ultimately did end up in tech, right? When I was in Haas, I did both of my internships in tech or startups. I worked at Cisco in a business internship. That was really interesting, exposed me to the whole internet of things trend, and definitely learned a lot more about how companies think about marketing their products, how they try to find product market fit. Right before graduation, I worked at Uber while it was going through its period of rapid growth. And I did a finance internship at that time definitely learned that I did not want to go into finance afterwards. But that was also a great experience. I worked more in like finance operations. So focused on sourcing a lot of really helpful software tools for Uber at the time. They were looking into different product road mapping tools. I remember helping them analyze that. Awesome. Were there any classes at Haas that you took that you thought would be relevant for students who would be interested in a finance and operations role? Yeah, there were definitely like the classic classes you're required to take. There's like corporate finance, 
modeling classes. Those are definitely helpful. And then at Deloitte, were you mostly covering tech company as well? Mm-hmm. I primarily worked in the TMT industry. I dabbled a little bit in biotech and consumer products, but in general, I had a really great experience working in consulting. I was in the strategy and operations group at Deloitte, so worked on a lot of really short product strategy and go-to-market projects, pretty fast turnaround time. I felt like in general, the the types of projects that I worked on were purely strategy, but I didn't know whether or not they would get implemented. That's one of the biggest things that bothered me about consulting is like you work really hard on something and you just don't know if it goes anywhere. So it felt like there was a gap missing, which is why I wanted to go back into building products and really carrying out the like end-to-end vision of something. Is there like an area that you're really passionate about in terms of product development? I'm really passionate about consumer products. Hmm. Generally, the way I think about products is actually problem spaces. So I think right now I'm really interested in like creation products, in messaging products, in commerce, and ARVR. What do you say you have like the most experience in? Right now I'm working on like fairly creation products for Instagram camera. So Instagram camera has a lot of different products that allow you to create. Think about formats like Boomerang or formats like Super Zoom. So we have over 500,000 effects that are built by not only our in-house art team, but third-party creators as well. You know, for someone who didn't come from a CS degree, right? Did you find it intimidating to enter this field when you're applying for these jobs? I did. I thought a lot of these jobs weren't marketed particularly well to people with business degrees. Hmm. It's a really hard field to get into just because there's only so many companies that offer these types of programs. When I was looking broadly across the industry, companies like Google won't even consider you if you don't have a technical background. So coming into this program, it was really refreshing to see other people like me who had come from consulting or banking or had previously been artists. I feel like at the end of the day, you don't need a technical background. You need to have really strong product sense and uh, intuition, be able to execute really well. And a lot of those skills are transferable across different industries like consulting or finance. Can you share with our listeners what product sense means? Yeah, I think it's in general, just understanding people problems, being able to decompose a problem into many parts, understand like what motivates someone to use a product, what their pain points are, how you might solve for those, how you might design a product to make it easily usable, easily discoverable, and then really execute on all those things and create the components of a product, design it, carry out all of that. I'm still curious about how PMs really execute on the discovery process. Do you have a preferred methodology in learning about the customer? Because what we've been taught is that you know surveys don't really tell much, that behavioral interviews sometimes, even if it's the, the sample size is small, it tells mm-hmm. a lot more than having a huge sample size of surveys. What have you found in your line of work? in terms of how to better understand customers and get that product sense? Yeah, I think there's a couple of ways to go about it. And certainly different product managers have different styles. One way is to like 
go through user research. The general understanding in the industry is that most things are informed by feedback and by research. But the reality is that user research takes a really long time. Sometimes it can take months. It's not always um, a good sample. There's a lot of biased opinions and the type of people who are doing these surveys can really bias your product. I think what people do more often in industry is look at data for things that might signal to you that there's a pain point here. We look at past products we've built to benchmark. And then product managers who have been in the field for a long time who have a really strong understanding of a certain type of product, they just have built up this muscle over time. So they have really strong product sense and intuition. I know I'm using that term a lot, but at some point it does become intuitive. What is something that you know now that you wish you knew at graduation? And I'm asking this question mm -hmm. because a lot of new graduates are entering uncertain times. And I think it'd be helpful to hear what someone in their shoes three, four, five years down the line, what a wish they, they knew or done differently at graduation. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't do this, but I think a really good piece of advice for people to follow is to take a lot of risk really early on in your career. Definitely when I was in Haas, one of the things that I was so focused on was just finding a really stable job. And as someone who has always dreamt about working in a startup or starting my own business like that, I never considered that that was an option for me. Maybe it's because of the background I came from, but I was just very risk averse. I felt like I wasn't afforded that opportunity because of my own mindset. And so I would just encourage people to take a lot of risk really early on in your life. Like the best way to grow is to compound yourself, try to learn a lot, put yourself in a position where you can do that. And that's not always necessarily in like the traditional roles that you look at coming out of pause. A lot of people head into consulting, banking, finance roles. Uh, I don't know if that's changing today, but it was not very popular to even go into tech. Yeah, I, th I think that's definitely true. What do you see as your startup dream? You know, at the end of the day, I think there's like a lot of really interesting things that I could go into. There's like a lot of ideas, but to me, like, I think the thing that's stopping me right now is I want to stay at Facebook and Instagram for a few more years and really understand how different people think about starting and building new products. I'm trying to work on more zero to one products that focus on defining problems in an ambiguous space and focusing on problems that are really innovative with more of a long-term vision. So big bets like AR, VR, e-commerce, things like that. And until I have a really good sense of that and feel like I have a strong toolkit to take with me, I don't think I'm ready to go into a startup. You must have dreamed of something. Like, what are some things that you've, could be ideas that you didn't execute on, but are yeah. there any ideas that you had before? Yeah. Um, so one problem space that's really interesting to me is just, elderly care. I think the really great thing about COVID is that it's accelerating a lot of telehealth companies. And more than ever now, uh, you see a lot of communities rallying together to help elderly communities. This problem like really hits 
close to home for me because my grandmother is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And I feel like a lot of people in those vulnerable communities don't have support systems. And so whether it's relying on their community or focusing on services that we can bring to them, I think it's one of the most under-saturated industries that's being worked on right now. Do you have any thoughts or ideas in this space as to what portion you would like to tackle, whether it's mental health or the actual physical care? Yeah, I'm thinking more about tackling the physical support services. As you get older, it becomes really hard to use tech products. For example, even something as simple as automating your monthly prescriptions or getting your prescriptions delivered to you is really hard as an 80-year-old if you don't know what products to use, where to access those services. So making those things more accessible, more usable, definitely something I'm interested in. Is there something that you've been doing or reading about that might be slowly getting you there? One thing that I think is great is being in a smaller team within Facebook. You do learn how to be more scrappy. One of the like conceptions is that at a large company, there's just unlimited resources. PMs are really under-resourced now more than ever, especially with COVID and all of the projects that we're working on. So it's been fun to like, you know, fill in some of those gaps. I imagine that at a startup, PMs are also data scientists. They're also product marketing managers. They're also engineers maybe, but just having to fill out all of those roles makes me understand that it's it's not that easy to transition into a startup. You have to really be prepared to sacrifice a lot in your life, professionally and personally. Right. I mean, to that respect, as a PM now, is there a lot of on-the-job training or is there a lot of things that you have to learn by yourself, like in, in the areas of data science or uh, research and things like that? Mm -hmm. I think there's definitely a lot that you've learned just like specific to the company. Like, for example, mm -hmm. you definitely learn how to run an experiment, how to set it up, how to evaluate the results, how quickly to iterate in between experiments and when to make the decision to launch something. It just all comes with time. I think learning on the job is the best thing you can do. And a lot of people try to optimize for this in their degrees and their years during college. I, I just don't think that there is a perfect way to do that. How is the support system at a company like Facebook to let you try new things and play different roles? I'm sure it was your first time at multiple roles. So we'd love to hear about that as well. Yeah, it's been really great. One of the things that I love about my program is that you do rotate every six months. And so you are ramping up and down really quickly. You don't ever get too comfortable in one space. And just when you think you've learned enough to feel comfortable, it's time to move on. So it's the great thing is that you're always getting thrown into a new space. On each rotation, you definitely have people to help you out. You have an OPM to support you day to day. Uh, along with mentorship circles. There's a lot of resources to lean back on, for sure. Does your entire team change as well then, when you rotate? Yeah, definitely. Wow. So I can talk a little bit about the teams that I've been on, but they're all very different <laughs> from each other. 
how challenging is that to navigate working with different teams and different dynamics of people? I think the only caveat is that if you need to work really cohesively in a team, in an environment that like requires a lot of collaboration and everyone being in the same time zone and place, then it becomes really hard. In tech, it's really flexible. I don't imagine it's like that for all industries. That's great. We'll wrap this up with Ellen's signature fire round of questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let me start with another seasonal question, which is, what are you doing to keep yourself sane during this quarantine? (laughs) That's funny. Um, So to be very honest, the first four weeks, I was pretty excited to be working from home because I was like, oh, I can revive all of my hobbies and like my back burner list of things that I've always wanted to do. And so I went through a whole bunch of things. Like I started running more. I was taking a bunch of master classes. I started playing the guitar again. I signed up for a lot of things that... (laughs) or not long-term hobbies. And then within a few weeks, I I burned myself out and I was getting tired of them. Um, In general, I'm still running. I'm cooking a lot more. Oh, one one interesting thing I'm doing. I bought an Apple Pencil last week and I got Procreate. I've always wanted to get into digital art. And so I've been Mm. doing that and it's really fun. What were you watching on Masterclass? I was watching the cooking classes. <laughs> so like Gordon Ramsay, I was watching the wine tasting class, the negotiation one with Chris Voss. All really great. That one is really good. Yeah. What, about, uh, what are you reading? Oh, um, right now I'm reading the book Sapiens. It's very interesting. Like, for example, I think one of the things that they talked about was why humans gossip so much and how it's like actually a survival Mm -hmm. mechanism, I would have never thought of that. Or that, did humans domesticate wheat or did wheat domesticate humans? (laughs) I'll never (laughs) forget that one. But then you have to read Homo Deus. Uh, Homo Deus is the follow-up and it's really, really Mm -hmm. good. Are there any shows that you're watching? Um, I've been really interested in all of the like Joe Rogan podcasts lately. I'm pretty late to the bandwagon. Like, (laughs) I watched the two Elon Musk ones recently, and it just got me thinking long-term about the human race and, like, the likelihood of our civilization surviving (laughs) once AI comes. It's, like, probably not the best thing to do during the pandemic, but really interesting podcast. Last question. What is your best productivity hack? Hmm. Um, So I recently read this book called Atomic Habits. One thing that I learned from the book is like you should stack your habits, you should make things ridiculously easy to do. So I've been trying to do that more. I think like day to day, having a lot of meetings from home is really bad. And so to the extent that I can, I block out chunks of time during the day and I spend those hours really intentionally thinking or just working on one thing at a time like my ability to multitask when working from home has just declined and so i feel like focusing on one thing at a time really helps that's wonderful awesome thank you Yifi. that was very insightful and i hope our listeners find it enjoyable as well 
Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the One Haas Podcast, the undergrad series. If you like our content, please like and subscribe to our channel and give us a review. You can also check out more episodes and hear from past and current Haas students on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on onehaas.org. Until next time, go Bears!